Have you ever heard of Christian Richard Martin? If not, it needs to be a household name here in the United States of America. This is an army ranger who was wrongfully convicted and is serving a life sentence in prison for three murders he did not commit. Now you're saying to yourself, but a jury said he did. Oh boy, did they. But the case of Christian Kit Martin was full of chaos. I think we see that right now in our political landscaping. Chaos. And when chaos ensues, a lot of times we get the burnout factor. And this is a case that is important enough that we have to keep the conversation going. We absolutely have to because Major Martin is serving that life sentence for three murders he did not commit. The evidence shows he did not commit these murders. Meanwhile, three people dead in Pembroke, Kentucky. It happened in 2015. It took seven years for them to arrest Major Martin. And we will not will not stop talking about this until he is out of jail. The free Kit Martin podcast will feature myself, Crystal McKenzie. And I must say, I am thrilled to have you as a partner. Stacy Stone, the former wife of Christian Martin. Stacy, thank you so much for doing this. I know it's a lot. You've never done anything like this. I'm a radio broadcaster, so these kinds of things, they don't really come easy to me, but easier than to someone like you. So just thank you for being here. And I am grateful to people like you, um, and I know the family is as well, that are out there and they're believers in Chris and trying to help fight for his freedom. Because if I know, you know, I've known him almost 30 years. Yeah. And we're not, we were married. We're not married anymore. But, you know, you would think if somebody was going to say something bad about something, would it not be their ex-wife? And I'm here telling you, this man is, he's innocent. And we're waiting on that um, decision from the Supreme Court. And if that doesn't go our way, and I've already talked to, I'm going to try to say Kit, Chris to me, but (laughs) uh, I don't want to make people mad. I don't want to have a problem, but I have done it other people's way for a very long time. And I am ready to get him out. Oh, my God. He has to get out. Um, I know you talk to him every day. Talk to me right now about, like, the way you think he's feeling. Chris is the type of personality he's going to make the best of any any situation, the best he can. Uh, And the way he's handling it now, as a matter of fact, he said, pray for me. I am preaching tonight. Oh. And so, um, and and it's all about the signals and the times and... um, so he's preaching that tonight. And um, so we are trying to remember at this time in our lives that we are, we do, we are Christians. We do believe that all things work for the good, you know, for those that love the Lord, as the Bible says. But at the same time, it's very trying. Yeah. And uh, so he's handling things by teaching Bible, doing Bible studies. Uh, learning to play musical instruments. Um, He's also helping a lot of the prisoners to get their GEDs. So he is absolutely, um, and his roommate is actually an optometrist. So, and he's in an honor dorm. So what does that to me say about how guilty do they think he is? I mean, these are three murders Mm -hmm. and heinous crimes and he's in an honor dorm, um, which I would think if it was somebody that, they thought really had done this, this is my opinion, that wouldn't they have them in a more secure 
place. I, I don't think they think he's violent. I don't. I think that there's a lot of people besides us that know he's innocent. That is the truth, and we know it with all of our heart and soul. Now, I know you do. You know it with all of your heart and soul because you know this man. You are also the mother of three of his children, right? Yes, ma'am. I sure am. Uh, mm-hmm. Proudly. We're very blessed. Yes, I'll bet you are. And the grandchildren and uh, all the stuff that he's not experiencing right now is just the saddest story uh, that this innocent man and there was zero as far as I can see Stacy zero evidence to convict him and I do not know how a jury got to that other than what Emilio said Emilio Corsetti who's writing the book on this basically he just said uh, they fell for what Barbara Whaley was selling well you were in that courtroom so much talk to me about just the vibe of Barbara Whaley versus like, you know, the defense and everything when it was going on back in 2021. Well, please understand, I am not a lawyer. I'm not an attorney. And there's probably many legal aspects of it that I'm not well versed in. But I can tell you that that was what should be a very serious trial, three murders. You know, I feel so sorry for the families. They lost their loved ones. But at the same time, we've got kid sitting over here fighting for his life we all know he didn't do it we know his character and it was just um looking for the right word i mean i looked over and there was other people that saw it there was three jurors sleeping during the trial and there was a gentleman i'm not going to describe him but he was sitting on the back row and the guy beside him was falling asleep and he elbowed him and they were laughing uh. laughing and you know it was it was sad and I felt, um, I just, we all believed Chris would walk out there out there that day because there was absolutely no evidence that pointed to him in any way. There were things that I felt had been tried to twist and turn and things that had been left out, video that had been manipulated mm-hmm. um, to show only parts of it so that it made him look as guilty as a video could. Um, but things, you know, if like there was one part where they showed him going out of the house at a certain time and they didn't continue to show when he came back in the house. Right. But then later, one of Chris's attorneys, she pointed that out. She did a very good job of that. She did. Um, yeah. That's Olivia mm-hmm. Adams. And I was quite impressed with what she ended up pulling off with that. You know, she uh, she got Scott Smith right back into the corner where he belonged. You know, um, talk about trying to put somebody back in a corner, man. That's one that you needed to. Um, He was recalled to the stand several times. Uh, There are so many characters in this particular play. I just think that we're onto something here, Stacey. We've got to keep the conversation going. And so we thought, why not just put on the Free Kit Martin podcast? We're just going to make that the name and um, get the word out that this American hero is still sitting there in jail. It's been two years since the actual sentencing and he was in how long I think he said something like 375 days the day that he you know actually testified but he had already been in jail for like a year right about the amount of time you know I don't have it's been going on for so long just the whole fiasco with Joan that Chris wrote me the other day and he said you know I've forgotten so much he said because I've been battling this on and off for 11 years 11 And that's not being incarcerated the whole time, but he spent, I believe it was eight years. And if if I'm taking this to the wrong place, you can stop me. No, no, no. I'm fascinated. Believe me, we're hanging on your every word. Eight years 
that he thinks he's married to this woman. Mm. Later, only to find out that she was already married to the person that she was telling us was from uh, another country and was threatening to kill her. And uh, just an incredible stories. It's just been a very, um, uh, it just keeps routine. It's like it happens with men and her often. And that's, I've observed that. So that's fact. It's not, I mean, it just has happened. Right. Uh, But so he dealt with that. Um, Oh my she she put big wedges in between he and his children, you know, uh, our children. Um, mm-hmm. Well, in between the whole family, really. And so he's dealt with us for a very long time. And just when we think he's finally got his freedom and he's, you know, done with this, you know, was it five years after these murders, they all of a sudden figure out that he's flying into Louisville or flying out of Louisville for one out of time out of three months or whatever it is that he did. Um, and then it becomes a big press camp conference and now he's arrested and back in jail. Infuriating is what that was. Mm-hmm. And that was the Kentucky AG at the time. His name is Andy Bashir, And it wasn't long after that that he became governor. Uh, Kit did not mm-hmm. do this. Kit didn't come anywhere near doing this. Kit doesn't have it in him to do this. Absolutely. And, you know, it's... Like you said, interesting is a good word um, that from what I understand um, that Andy Brashear was neck and neck with his opponent for the governor race. And then I think once this press conference happens and we've got the man and then I think he won by like a 4% margin. But that's interesting. Um, Very interesting to say the least. But you're right. Chris did not do this. Doesn't have it in him. And to what you said, You know, I sat through that whole trial. There was absolutely zero evidence. If there was any evidence against anybody, it was the phone that Johnny had. Oh, my goodness. You know, why did they not arrest her? Why did they not check in deeper? That, that, That raises a lot of questions for me. Yeah, there's so many questions around Joan because, you know, of course, she had the phone. And that is the hashtag. And we've started that a long time ago. And I would like to keep that going. If you are talking about the Kit Martin case online, please use the hashtag free Kit Martin. Also use the hashtag, though, Joan had the phone. It's so important for us to get that out there because it's probably the one piece of evidence that we have in this whole thing that can exonerate him. And uh, I am just, uh, my fingers are crossed. That's one of the things. I mean, there are many, I felt like um, his constitutional rights were violated when the judge wouldn't allow him to speak at sentencing as well. But there's all kinds of places where I felt like violations were going on. And uh, and eventually, I hope we get to the truth of all of this because this man needs to get out of prison. It is absolutely astounding to me that in the United States of America, that a man that went and fought for us, and I mean volunteered, right, Stacy? At 17 years old, he went and signed up and was still in school to be in the Army Reserves. And he has served since the time he was 17 years old, except a short period of time when I was married to him and insisted, this is my fault, that I wanted to be back home uh, in Tennessee where my family was. I was not used to the military life. And that was probably the beginning of the end for us because it was so important to him to serve his country. And, And I feel just, just as you expressed, this is a man that, you know, we have our freedom because of people like Kit Martin. And 
he fought and gave his entire life for that cause. And now what have we allowed to happen to him? Oh, my it, God. It's, it's terrible. Terrible. It, it seriously gives me chills up and down my spine. And I don't know you, Stacey. I've never met you. I've never met. Kit, your ex-husband. But I can tell you one thing. The day that happened on television, and thank God Court TV covered that so so many people could be involved and see it before their very eyes. But the day that happened, I cried like a baby. I cried like it was my own dad. I cried and cried and cried, and I couldn't stop crying for a couple of days. And that's when I decided, yeah, I've got to show up to some of this stuff. I've got to go to a sentencing. I've got to hold up signs. I've got to let the people know with my communication skills that this man didn't do it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a piece of evidence in that trial that said he did, but it was just so incredibly discombobulated. It was confusing, and it was almost like the chaos is what they were working off of. Did you get that same idea? Yes, yes, I did, Crystal. And here's how I feel about it as I sat through that. No matter how ridiculous the story was that the prosecution told, they had a story. And I feel like on our side of it, there wasn't a very easy to follow. There wasn't a timeline. Here's what I saw. First of all, we talked about what evidence was there against him. Well, there wasn't any. There was over 100 DNA samples, over 100, that nothing came back to him. 100 DNA samples. My goodness. There there was a, um, as we know, there was a um, bullet casing. That was found five months after they had searched for evidence in the property. But here's the interesting thing that I really didn't get or understand until I really dove deep into it and kept looking at the case. Although there was a casing that matched his gun, that was not the kind of bullet fragments that was in any of the bodies. Okay, we got a bullet case in here. What's that going to say? He's been there? No. I mean, there was a firing range in behind that house where they had practiced. There was places behind Kit's house where, where they had fired guns. I mean, so anybody could have gotten that, that, that again, reasonable doubt, Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't, why would that bullet casing be in there? It didn't match what was in those bodies. It did not. You know, I heard that one of the jurors had come out for Emilio Corsetti's book And he spoke with them and said, well, there was people that thought he was innocent. And I'm summarizing it, okay? Yeah. But there was people that thought he was innocent. There was people that were on the fence. But I just told them all that he could have changed the the barrel out. Well, guess what? I could have driven there. You could have driven there. But we didn't. I mean, reasonable doubt. And and to me, there was so much that proved he was innocent. Yeah. Yeah. you know, the dog tags, if you don't mind me speaking to that. Please. In the military I was in the military in the in the reserves and then the National Guard. I was not ever a full timer except for Desert Storm. Um my job was adjutant general corps and part of that is records and I knew that a military dog tag has to have a name that matches a birth certificate, an ID or a passport. Well, they don't matter. A kid is not on any of that. It's right. Christian. That's a, that's it's, a nickname. Yes. A Christian R. Martin is his given legal name. And so those dog tags said kit. 
those could not, absolutely could not have been military issued. And that regulation is AR 600-8-14. I love that. Says, that says, and, and you know, I said that to some of the attorneys at the court or to an attorney, and I guess they just didn't think I knew what I was talking about. But those absolutely could not be his dog tags. And the other thing that was interesting about the dog tag testimony is when the sister, uh, she testified that she had found those dog tags that had also five or six months later had been discovered on a shelf and somehow they had been missed this whole time. She said, oh, I thought they were my brothers and I took the dog tags and I held them to my chest and I thought they're my brothers. And then I looked at them and read it and it didn't say they weren't his dog tags. So we got a baggie and I put the dog tag in a baggie. And Ms. Phillips, I'm handing you what is marked as in. Uh, you don't have to actually touch it. I'm going to lay it here and ask if you would you can see through the plastic there. Is that the dog tag that you found on the shelf in the foyer? Yes, ma'am. And what is the, what does that read? Uh, there. Glasses on again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I don't have my glasses on again. But it says Christian. It says Christian Martin. Um, and I'm so sorry. I can't. Actually, actually, it says Martin and below that kit. Okay. Is that the dog tag that you found? Yes. I remember the string too. Oh, there was no objection. There wasn't God. anything. So she corrected her on the stand. And I mean, I remember that like yesterday because I'm sitting in my seat thinking, what is going on in this courtroom? Oh, my God, Stacy! I mean, that, so, it's just one thing after another, just like that. There's it, almost every topic that they would get to, and especially where Barbara Whaley was concerned. I mean, for, um, uh, okay, for content purposes only, one of the things that Emilio said, and I thought it was pretty poignant, was that she had to make a decision to deceive. She, there was some point in all of this that that woman had to make a decision to deceive. And he explains that at EmilioCorsetti.com if you want to go check out the blogs. Well, speaking of her, if you don't mind, and again, these are just my observations I don't know her from Adam other than what I observed in that courtroom. But here, just a food for thought. There was a gentleman that they called in kind of last minute to testify. I believe his last name was Murdoch. He had said that, you know, however he remembered five years ago, that he had observed Kit in a field uh, scoping out the area as if he was they were trying to imply that he had been to the field looking for a place that he could go burn this car. Oh, my okay? God. That's insane. Well, first of all, I don't think he could have seen him there. Second of all, are you going to remember? I mean, this is a big, wide open field. How would you be able to identify somebody from that far? So if he was walking the dogs, I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think he was there. But in her closing, speaking of deceptive, in her closing arguments, now remember, she's had someone testify that he's basically premeditating because he's checking out this field. In her closing argument, she says, this is a man of 
military precision and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and everything then, was done in military precision. Yeah, she kept saying that all the way through her closing. And then she turned around, but she said military precision. And then she said, and where she messed up is she said, but he got a surprise and Pam come home early and they caught him off guard. So he had to get rid of them too. Well, she just had someone testify that he was planning because he was scoping out this field. Mm -hmm. But then she turns around and says he had no idea they were coming home. And it was a shocker. It was just chaos. Chaos. So everything contradicted what they found someone, in my opinion, that they they needed an arrest. They needed a conviction. They spotted a person they could hang it on. And they decided this is who we're going to prove has done this. A even former army ranger, I want you to know, major Christian Kit Martin. I am beside myself that this has happened in our country and that they allowed it to happen. The state of Kentucky, we hold you accountable for this. And, Absolutely. And it is something, man. You, I mean, right now, what is going on in Bardstown, Kentucky, has made me quite delighted to see the FBI. Somebody good, finally, in the FBI is helping out the state of Kentucky. There is so much going on there, Stacy, as far as small-town corruption. And the FBI is starting to get a real good look at that. And in Bardstown, with the Crystal Rogers case, the fact that they've got that guy in jail right now, Brooks Houck, and possibly even his brother, um, tells me that they're not messing around. They're going to go for the domino effect. And that is what I want to happen here with our Kit Martin case. Somebody needs to be held accountable. But first and foremost, we get this Army Ranger out of jail. First and foremost. Absolutely. Well, and you know, before... Kit's trial, if I'm not mistaken, with the dates, wasn't it very, uh, Chris's case was very short. It wasn't long after the Breonna Taylor case. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. So that was messed up so bad that it seems to me like they needed a conviction. Yes. And that's another thing. That's absolutely the same exact office. And uh, even some of the same exact players. I want you to know that Barbara Whaley is a multi-award winner. And most of her awards come from um, Andy Brashear. So those two are two peas in a pot, just for what it's worth. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. I'll just leave that sitting right there. But I do know that we have our eyes on the people in this particular case. And when I say we, there is an army of us out there who are not going to shut up, who are not going to let this stand and just let this whole Kit Martin thing go. And this army ranger is just going to go ahead and serve the rest of his life for, you know, an offense he didn't commit. Three, a triple murder he did not commit. It's absolutely astounding that we have found a jury somewhere in Kentucky that would put this guy in jail. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And again, I got to say, thank God they aired this on on court TV, Stacey. Um, Absolutely. And I believe there was a poll taken, which I've tried to recover the numbers after that, but I think it was a Facebook poll. And it was like, what's, you know, kind of astonishing to me is that, astonishing to me is that there was um, 90-something percent that believed him to be innocent after that trial. Now, how did they find a jury of 12 people and every one of them say guilty? How how did that happen? Right. Um, I mean, that that's amazing to me. And, you know, just to back up a minute, you said um, you mentioned civil rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, 
we're not lawyers, but these are observations of right and wrong. Yeah, just what constitutional yeah. rights. Yes. Yeah. Well, that jury did not know that Joan and her son had pleaded the fifth. No, they the didn't. jury never knew that. And you know, I heard somewhere, I do not know where I heard it, but that she came in on a Zoom call and pleaded the fifth. That is not the case. That was a closed meeting. There was a you know, his family, I was in there. Uh, they were trying to decide what to do about her wanting to plead the fifth. She was, the lawyer called in on a telephone. I that saw is that. how that happened. And um, and Ashley, my sons, and Chris's brother, Kit's brother-in-law, and I, Joan was in that building, and so was her. So they were sitting right outside the courtroom at one point. So why could they... Are we not in America trying to get at the truth? If we want the truth, what is the problem of somebody taking the stand and testifying unless you've got something to worry about? Right. You know, that would be my conclusion. And that, you know? Barbara Whaley even said, you know, she called them nefarious people. You know, all these nefarious characters, these Jones and these William Stokes and these little, you know, these nefarious characters. It's just like, what are you talking? And that's what the way they took it because they never met her. They didn't get to see, mm-hmm. they didn't get to meet her or William Stokes. They got to meet William Stokes' boss, oddly enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you've never watched the Kit Martin trial, by the way, and you're listening to this podcast right now, we invite you to go over to Court TV, go on demand. You can get that, you know, on their uh, app. You can. It's so easy to pull up and watch that trial. You will see exactly what we're talking about. There's a man that served our country that protected your freedom. And I remember him saying when he testified that he volunteered to go over there after 9-11. Now, I know that yes. was years after you, right? Was that? Yes, it yes. was. But you know that he he volunteered just out of the goodness of his heart, right? Yes, he just said he felt like, um, you know, and he told us that before he left again, because we were all in Tennessee, and he had been in Tennessee, married to Joan. He thought he was married to Joan, but she ended up being a bigamist. And um, he uh, said that, you know, he had missed, he'd been in training, I believe, military training. If I may have that wrong, but I think he was in a flight school or, you know, he, apl- he uh, flew Apache helicopters. Yeah. And so, you know, probably to save my feelings, um, he didn't say all that he could have because I was the one that insisted he get out of the military. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he felt like there was a time period that he didn't do his duty to the country. And so 9-11 happened and he felt like I've got to do, I've got to serve my country. This is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. And um, so he joined again. And, uh, Mm. you know, now looking back, I mean, he, you know, he says, I I gave my, oh, it's emotional because he said, I gave everything I had to give to my country, even at the cost of losing my family at times. And, um, and he said, and now I sit in prison. My God. And, you know, it's just, it's hard. I mean, I. And, you know, and I said, I made a post not long, just the other day. We're trying to bring this alive again and hopefully help him to get his freedom. And, um, you know, I put a post and I said, if you think you're having a bad day, you know, here's this man that he's in prison. His freedom is taken for absolutely zero reason, nothing, nothing except 
these people said, this is who done it. We're going to convict him. And there was, I believe he walked in that courtroom, a convicted man. I think he did too. And that is a problem, not in this country. It's not going to go unnoticed, not anymore anyway. It used to just go unnoticed in these small towns in Kentucky. And again, that Crystal Rogers case is important right now in the world of true crime. And even though the Kip Martin thing happened back in, what, 2015, and then he was tried and convicted Mm -hmm. in 2021. Uh, By the way, that's the other thing. Uh, It was coming right out of the pandemic, and Barbara Whaley was just a coffin mess all the way through that. And it was very, very hard to watch. So I felt like those were rights that were even violated. But anyway, I'm, I, I've watched that so many times, and I've watched certain parts of it so many times. And let me just tell you, Stacy, thank you so much for being such a big spirit for him. I know you talk to him on almost a daily basis, and it's got to feel so good to him to hear you talking about the grandkids and everything. He's not so much missing out on it as long as you're in his life, you know. And, and essentially, you're the only one he's ever been married to. I mean, let's face well, it. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, that is true. But, you you're know, the only wife. <laughs> I'm not the hero here. He is. I and, know and, you. I, I you know. I have you. had. I've had people say, you know, why? Why are you? You know, why are you doing this? Why are you not going on with your life? Why? And I'm like, what kind of person would I be? You know, I probably know him better than anybody, and I'm not saying that in a bragging tone. Mm. I just do. Yeah. And and he said he would say that to you if you ask him. And, um. What kind of person would I be to sit back and watch this happen? And, you know, I have nothing to gain. Yes, he's the father to my children. They're grown. Uh, we have grandchildren that he's never got to meet. Oh, just you know, a tragedy, man. It It is. But obviously, if I sit here and said, oh, we always got along and things were, you know, roses and rainbows, I, I mean... You know, no, we didn't. We're divorced. Yeah. But it wasn't because he was a bad person. It was because we wanted different things. Yes. And I wanted yes. to be, you know, I had lived that life where you'd have dinner and mom and daddy always are there at five o'clock. And, you know, that my dad, um, he retired from a manufacturing firm. That's what he did. And, you know, Chris lived the life where they were always moving from place to place. And it wasn't abnormal for mm-hmm. somebody to be gone for months. And right. You know, so, you know, it's... It That's a lot for anybody on. to try to take on, you know, um, well, if you if you didn't grow exciting. up with that. Yeah. Right. Well, it seemed exciting to me in the beginning because I thought, oh, this is new and different. And, you know, but then you start living that and you start thinking, oh, I don't know anybody here. And, you know, looking back, I should have been more supportive to him in that those times because he was just doing what he thought was uh, the right well, thing Well, you're making do. up for lost time, let me tell you. And thank you. For it, um, from all of us that that support him, I know what it means to him, and uh, I'm just so, and I'm so glad you and I have teamed up. I think this is a good thing. You know, we're going to do the free Kit Martin podcast. We're not going to concentrate on any other case. This is it, and we're not going to shut up until he's out of jail. And that is the Absolutely. final word. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much, Stacy. We appreciate you. And by the way, Stacy has designed quite the T-shirt, the free Kit Martin T-shirt. And what we're going to do is start selling those for twenty five dollars. And if you want to buy one, and I tell you, these are so cool. The free the word free looks like an American flag. Did you actually design that, by the way? No, actually, I did not. I gave the words to uh, my granddaughter's mother. Yeah. And um, she has a little shop online that she does kids' clothes. And 
So I knew she had the equipment to do this. I said, could you put these on a t-shirt and maybe work with us in a fundraiser? And she said, I'll tell you what I'll do. Let me get some prices and, you know, I'll cover my cost and I'll donate $10 for every shirt back to help us cover his legal fees because we are going to need money. Hopefully when we grant get, when we get granted a new trial, we are going to have to have money for an extremely aggressive and um, hungry attorney. Absolutely. And so we're going to need to be prepared. So, Absolutely. And I appreciate appreciate you, Crystal, and all the people behind the scenes that have never met him, his family, me, my children. You know, not, I mean, you might have met some of them at the at the at the sentencing, trial, yeah. But at the sentencing, but you absolutely have been so supportive to us, and I know for Chris sitting where he's sitting, that is what gets him through each and every day. Yeah. And so I really appreciate that for you all. And, and there's a you know, lot of people behind me there. There's a whole army of us, and we there is a Facebook page. There are all kinds of ways that you can get a hold of Kit. If you've never uh, had the opportunity to meet him, he would love to meet you. And I email him all the time, and he's so happy that we're doing this, and I'm uh, uh, thrilled to be doing it for him. We are a voice for the voiceless right now. Uh, When they get you in jail, your hands are cuffed. You cannot do anything. Um, And so we are doing everything we can. Stacey and I will continue this at least once a week. Uh, I want you to look forward to this, the free Kit Martin podcast. If you want to buy a T-shirt, look in the description of this podcast for the link. And thanks for listening. Thank you guys so much for your support. And thank you, Crystal. This podcast is for educational and content purposes only. And thank you so much for listening and downloading the free Kit Martin podcast. On behalf of Stacey Stone, I'm Crystal McKenzie.